ESPN 690 and Action Sports Jacks presents Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau. We're going to have to show a little more patience than the year two pom-pom people. Casey Kurt. Yo! Well, what are we doing, bro? Come on! And Aaron Schachter. I'm, I'm all in favor of these two showing their love and really celebrating their relationship. This is Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau, Casey Kurt, and Aaron Schachter on Jacksonville's home for ESPN Radio. ESPN 690. Hey, what's happening? We made it to a Friday of another week. Well, week three of the NFL season cruising along. Well, we're about week five of the high school football season, and that's where you find us on Fridays at some high school field in northeast Florida or even southeast Georgia. We've been up to Charlton County, and, uh, well, today... We are at Trinity Christian. We've got a big one. Trinity Christian hosting Columbia. This has been a good rivalry, really two proud programs when it comes to high school football. Last two years, Trinity Christian has gotten the better of Columbia. They've actually won four out of the last six. And then before that, there were some meetings they, they didn't or they didn't play against each other for a little bit. But uh, Columbia comes in playing pretty good football after a really surprising start. We're like, what's up with Columbia? And now the last two weeks, they've really turned it on. And Trinity's Trinity, 4-0. And uh, they are looking for another win here at home tonight. There's some major star power now in this football game. Trinity has uh, some big-time players in the area. They always do. So we'll talk some high school football uh, throughout the afternoon. And Kevin Sullivan will join us in the 5 o'clock hour. Leads all the way into our Blitz scoreboard coverage and our Friday night Blitz coverage on the TV side as well. Friday's at the Game of the Week, presented by Nimnik Buick GMC, which means I'm on the back of the tailgate tonight. <laughs> Uh, today for uh, a little afternoon fun, and it feels like football, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz. Yeah, man, you're high up on the truck. You look great out there. Uh, the sky doesn't look so great, but you look great. Yeah, sky's not great, but it's almost better. It's like 80 degrees. Yeah, it's supposed no to get cooler, sun. too. Yeah, it's supposed to get down into the 70s at some point, almost as if it's not going to be summer until December. Yes, that's probably it. But I talked to, uh, I just talked to my mother-in-law. She said it was in the 40s today up in Ohio. I talked to my old boss who's up in Albany, New York, and he said, I have my Action Sports Jacks hat on, like the winter hat on today. <laughs> he was playing golf. It was 48 degrees with 13-mile-an-hour winds. So it probably felt like 35 in Albany, New York today. I'm this, not <laughs> you don't miss that at all, do you? I really don't. That's early, man. It's late September. I mean, I get it, fall, but uh, that's a little bit uh, It's interesting much. to me that you send merch back home to your former boss. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, take care of the people that got you here. You, you know? really don't, though. Yeah. <laughs> you really uh, don't. But I do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, neither one of you guys got me here. But that's I still true. take care you of you. You still take care of us constantly, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll buy Casey some food, but I haven't bought you anything in, like, four or five months. <laughs> I got to catch up. Casey right now is still stuck on. What do you mean neither one of you got us here? What do you, you – this show would be nothing without me. Literally saying on that the air. five minutes before we started the broadcast. It's <laughs> funny because it's true. We were having a conversation about that, yeah. So, um, you Shocking, know. yeah. Uh, let's not go into – Casey doesn't get any credit. We give Casey credit. Casey's done an unbelievable job over yeah. The only yeah. one who doesn't give Casey credit is Visa and MasterCard. Hey, man, brother. You ain't wrong. <laughs> Which is probably a good thing yeah. uh, as well. Hey, we got a Friday. That means uh, the Jags are leaving tomorrow, and we'll be on that plane, of course, to L.A. Jags and Chargers wait for that injury report to come out. But, you know, guys, I kind of feel like I like the Jags more and more as this week has gone on. 
than than normal, especially going out west. And yeah, Jags have got really hammered out there. I'm not factoring the west in as much because I think if you have good players, you have good players, and and it might not matter. Uh, but the Chargers have really good players. Yeah. And this is an interesting game to see. Okay, the Jags are they good? Are they on the verge of being good? Where are they? I was just looking this up. And how about this? The Jags have been 2-1 and one through three weeks. Winning record, 2-1. and one. I don't even remember last time they were 3-0. and oh, But 2-1, and one, twice since 2007. That was 17 and 18. Big years. So 2-1, and one, guys, that's not asking for like 8-2. and two. Like they have not been above 500 after three games more than twice since 2007. That's 15 years worth. That's how big this game potentially could give everybody else more hope that they could get on the front side of 500 for the first, well, for the third time in 15 years. Yeah, I think there are lots of reasons to be nervous if you're a Jags fan about this weekend's game. First and foremost, that defense of the Chargers is just filled with dogs on it. But that being said, there are so many reasons to be excited and hopeful that your Jaguars are going to keep this ball moving forward, the momentum moving forward. West Coast be damned, they're heading for it. Yeah, and I wonder, always wonder, I do this with you guys a lot, right? Like, what are we talking about on Monday? And so I was talking to some of the media folks when I was down at the Jags uh, uh, earlier today, and, and we're just chatting, and there's a lot of positivity all of a sudden, right? Like, hey, could they win the division? Yeah, maybe they could win the division. And I said, stop the car for a moment, all right? Because... There's a really good chance, and I'm saying there's a really good chance. We look up two weeks from now, and the Jags are one and three. And then what are we saying, you know? And now, the division might have one win at the most <laughs> to lead the division. So I understand it. But the Jags are going to have to either pull off an upset over the next two weeks to stay in front of this, or they're going to have to go on a little bit of run and play catch-up to do what some people think coming off this game and watching the other teams in the division think they can do. And so I, the, 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 the talk, the conversation, every win matters. It changes it. It's fun. It's been a really cool week in Jacksonville. I think there's a lot of hope going even to L.A., and they're playing a bit with house money. But that house money falls to one and three potentially if they lose this one, then go to Philadelphia and lose to a team that's probably better than them. And then what does it look like as we're talking on October uh, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, as Houston comes to town, that becomes a real critical game if the Jags can't pull one of these uh, upsets. So, you know, you got to m- moderate it. Uh, we have had a record number of Sunshine and Rainbow Club entries here this week. <laughs> a lot of people but you, you, signing up for the team, huh? <laughs> yeah, you, but you still got to, all right, let's keep it real now. Let's keep it real. Uh, so, listen, I look at these two weeks. Can you get one? Can you steal one? And in the course of a season, stealing games is important, especially on the road when you're underdog. It can happen in the NFL. happens every week in the NFL. Can the Jags do that, Casey Kurtz? That's the big question here on a Friday. Yeah, it is, and uh, we're about eight minutes, nine minutes into the show, and uh, we buried the lead a little bit because uh, aforementioned, uh, I was bragging to Aaron before the show, but right around that time, uh, Daniel Popper covers the Chargers. Yeah, said, uh, cover the Jags. Justin Herbert is not throwing today during the practice open to the media, and Chase Daniel oh. is taking all the first-team reps. Also, oh. you currently cannot bet on the Jags-Chargers game, and the line is down to four. I saw three oh. and a half on one of the uh, the books, yeah. So they're moving that line, but I really don't think that they know something that we don't know at this point. I think they're just protecting themselves. I think... Staley said it in uh, in the press conference yesterday. He's day-to-day. We're going to see how he feels on game day. 
Uh, some of the experts saying it's not about whether he can make a throw or the pain tolerance. It's about functionality as well. I'm not sure what that means. That sounds like uh, analysts speak for we're going to wait and see what the coaches say. But, I mean, the reality is whether he practices or not, we're just not going to know till game day, right? Casey, can you we, – we won't know till game day. But I want you to repeat what you just said. I did not see that as I was setting up for the show. Is that re- – it just came out? Yeah, it was like 11, 12 minutes ago on Twitter. Okay, yeah, so it really did just come out. So give us that again from Daniel Popper, by the way, who covered the Jags for The Athletic for a little bit, and he's been out in L.A. We've had him on the show before. Uh, but uh, this is now – this turns into massive news, really. I don't think – we can't take this lightly. And, and, Aaron, like you said, we might not fully know until 11.30 – well, actually, it'll be even later than that, Eastern time, uh, when inactives come out on Sunday, uh, or unless a national guy reports it Saturday night or something is how we might find out. But and this is a move now. This is potential toward not playing on Sunday. Uh, this gives me the most pause I've had about Herbert not playing on Sunday, this popper report. Yeah, so now, I mean, it's, it's, it's all over Twitter at this point, everyone that covers the Chargers. But the point of the story is this. Uh, and there's, there's also other, some other reports out there that aren't from blue check marks, so I'm going to leave that out. But um, for the 19 minutes that is apparently still ongoing that the Chargers media has been at practice, he has not thrown one pass. Chase Daniel has taken every single rep with the first team. First teamers, yeah. And, uh, again, I said it was four. Aaron, you said it was three and a half. I now see it as three. Wow. It's wow. moving that as we speak. Huh? Seven. I think at, it started at seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah. And that's a home game for the Chargers. So, at three, basically you're saying if this was a Jags home game, it's minus a half point for the Jags. And other updates, by the way. Uh, J.C. Jackson out there but not participating, according to Popper. Corey Lindsley is not out there. He's the senior, center. And Keenan Allen is not participating in individual drills, and he has a hamstring. And I really thought there was some momentum, at least inside the Jags building, that thought Keenan Allen would play in this game. And so now you start wondering about all those guys. I mean, Allen and Lindsley, by the way, Lindsley, the center, he's good. But if he doesn't play, their line outside of Slater is really just okay. Slater's very good, but they are just okay. And Chase Daniel who has made the most money by throwing the less passes like in NFL history, <laughs> might have a chance uh, to be, a, again, it, cha- it certainly changed. Justin yeah. Herbert is one of the premier players in the NFL right now. This is a really fo- good football team. J.C. Jackson signed a major deal, and obviously slow coming off injury, and, and he might not be back. In fact, I doubt he is back, but they're still strong back there now. They got Sante Samuel Jr., I love him, and obviously Derwin James, and they got Bosa, and they got Mack. They're yeah. strong on defense. I, they, can, they can win a game, by the way, on defense, on defense. alone. Yeah, and not but, only that, but you're also talking about uh, Trevor, who we saw his stats in that commander's game under pressure, and now he's going to have Khalil Mack and Bosa running after him. He didn't see that kind of ferocity in the commander's game, and then... Someone remind me of Lawrence's record on the road, too, before we start getting so excited about uh, Herbert well, playing. Well, he's 0 for 9. Yeah. Uh, he's 0 for 9. He's got a big a one hanging stat. over him right now. There's yeah. a great stat somebody in the, in the national media had where uh, the Peyton Manning went. It's like the worst record on the road, I think, for a rookie quarterback, or maybe it's a first round, first overall pick. I don't know. 0 and 9. Since Peyton Manning went 0 and 9, and in his second season, Week three against the Chargers, the then San Diego Chargers, Peyton Manning won on the road. Nice. So how about that? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that's crazy. That, that's crazy. Uh, what do we call that? Uh, 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 irony, I guess, but um, parallel. Yeah. There's another word I'm missing here. Uh, what's when things are exactly the same on each side? Help me out. I think parallel is pretty good. No, like a like uh, coincidence. 
now. Um, gosh, why can't I get this word? It's an easy word. Just blame it on Casey. That's like what geometry I like. or something, you know? It's like you folded it over and it was exactly the same. Symmetry. Oh, symmetry. symmetry. That's go. what I was looking All for. Right. Symmetry. My gosh, I almost had to call the English teacher or something <laughs> in here at Trinity Christian. Um, what's the chances I fall off the side of my truck? Hopefully way, very. I mean, hopefully show. very I'm like high. Te- I'm teetering here. And it's windy. Uh, we hear the wind. So, And best case scenario, it happens while we're live, not in commercial. Are you kidding me? Do you know what yeah. kind of views we'd get on TikTok if Brent falls oh, off this show? I'm clipping this in the middle of the show. Just make I it mean, happen, somebody, somebody should just push me. <laughs> and, I mean, uh, so, listen, I don't. This is massive, guys. Yeah. Let's over-dramatize it because <laughs> I don't think you can. Yeah. I don't think you can. Again, you're talking Keenan Allen, premier player. Yes. Right? Justin Herbert, premier player. Yes. Lindsley's your center, and that hurts your offensive line. So Very let's just take piece. the yeah. offensive side of things, and this certainly changes everything. I mean, Chase Daniel, I do believe this. He's capable. He's certainly capable. He wouldn't still be in the league. He's got plenty of experience. It's not like he's going to be deer in the headlights guy. But he's certainly not anywhere close to I mean, Herbert. He's, he's never showed it in his career. He's a smart guy. Everyone's always regarded him as like a heady player, but no one's ever really talked about his uh, prowess on the field outside of college. Yeah, I mean, no, what everybody talks about, I'm trying to find the numbers on Herb, uh, on Daniel. He's made like $41 million and thrown 240 passes, I think, like in his career. Something nuts like that. And and so, again, he's been around. I I had never said, I said this earlier in the week, don't assume if Herbert plays that you, you Jazz are going to automatically win. As no, of, that's, uh, not the, that's not the assumption. You know, he's of, not going to automatically win. Sorry about that. As of August, 261 passes in his career, $36 million. Yeah, not bad. Not bad not, at all. Not bad. <laughs> uh, he's like the poster child for that, like the backup QB <laughs> role. Mr. Clipboard, yeah. And so uh, he, if he does play, I think this is a big indicator on a Friday, and I don't know how they do their practices uh, like around here, Wednesday, Thursday are the bigger practices. But I felt like coming out of the Indianapolis week, like Thursday was their bigger practice, more so than Wednesday. And I don't know what they do out in L.A. I mean, I can't imagine Friday's like a big practice. But you'd think your quarterback would be taking reps, right, in, oh, yeah. in, in whatever's going on. But what happens you'd think if- Keenan Allen would be out there doing individual drills, trying to work back if he could work back. I mean, I think signs are pointing toward these guys not playing, fellas. I get not putting Allen out there just because he's a, you know, he's a veteran. He's been in the league forever. So if he's going to play, you rest him. I think... What is it, a hamstring or a quad or something like that? You don't want to aggravate that. The Herbert thing is interesting because of the kind of injury it is. He was out there yesterday, limited, right? Yes. Yeah. So the fact that he's not out there today could mean that he, he made it worse. He aggra- re-aggravated it or just they want to rest him. They saw him yesterday. They know they're not going to make the call till game day. So they put him They put him down. Maybe they wanted to get Chase some reps because who knows what could happen. Even during the game, he could hurt himself and have to come out. But you're right. The, the Herbert thing, I think, is more telling than maybe the Keenan Allen thing. You know, yesterday I was going to ask you guys a question during uh, Two Truths and a Lie. We didn't really get to it. But one of the things I was going to ask you is if you thought the Jags would hold the Chargers to less than 100 rushing yards. But without Chase, but without Justin Herbert, with, when you have Chase Daniels under center, without Keenan Allen on the field, I mean, it, wh- where do you go if you're the Chargers? Where is the offense? Because already they're not really a rushing team, even with those guys in the backfield. They have some good backs, but they're... Austin Eckler is more of a pass catcher than a pure runner. Well, he can do both, and he's dangerous, and he's off to a slow start, Casey, right? I mean, he has not played to the level of where they think he usually is uh, early on. And so um, I think the the big deal with, with their offense is they do have more than Keenan Allen. They have Everett, who I think is dangerous. Everett's good. 
and Mike Williams is really dangerous. But Everett and Eckler can be dangerous. So it doesn't like eliminate their options. But you take away Keenan Allen, he's a he's really really good. And the bigger factor is Herbert because like you're saying, Aaron, they want to put it in his hands. Yeah. You know, like they'll throw it out of the first 40 plays, they'll throw it 32 times and he'll go 28 for 32. So they're not going to do that with Chase Daniel. They would lean on the run a hell of a lot more. I just I look at a guy like Gerald Everett, and I know he can do some damage there on the field. Last year, four touchdowns, almost 500 yards. But to me, it's, it's more Herbert utilizing him than it is he's that good of a tight end. So without Herbert on the field, I'm looking at Everett as not as dangerous. Mike Williams may be still as dangerous. Keenan Allen certainly would be, healthy or not. But Everett I'm not as scared of anymore, I guess. Yeah, uh, Casey, what do you think? I mean, Eckler's still so dangerous. I know he's off to – it's a pretty disappointing start for Eckler, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, it has, but, again, he's not really a three-down carry the football back. So, yeah, I mean, he's been disappointing, but uh, with a quarterback like Chase Daniel who's probably going to dump it off a bit, yeah, he becomes just as dangerous as he was. But to your earlier point, Brent, like you say Chase Daniel's capable – I disagree with you because I think the only reason he's still on the team at his age and all the backup money you've said is to talk Justin Herbert through everything. Like, every part of the game, he's seen everything. I solely think that's why he's on the field, on the team, and I don't think he's capable of winning an NFL game right now. I certainly don't think they expected him to have to. And by the way, in that backfield, Joshua Kelly's a good young back, but they also have Sony Michelle, who I forgot about. So, I mean, they, they have some capable guys back there. Listen, uh, some more news. We'll see. We'll see. And, Casey, I think that's a good point. I, I think that's a fair point. Um, and I, do also, I also think what I've got to do in my mind, see, I have some scar tissue of Colts guys and Geno Smith that last year and others. Well, the thing about it is this Jags defense is a lot better. Like, they're de- for a guy like Chase Daniel to go against a defense that's playing pretty good right now in terms of opportunistic, can get after you, oh, yeah. will turn it over. Like, that's not a good recipe for a backup quarterback. <laughs> no way. No, no way. You know, I, mean, they're just, I mean, the speed of the game, I don't care how long you've been doing it. If you haven't done it a bunch, which he hasn't, I don't think it's like riding a bike. And so it's different than walking in to maybe play the Colts defense and the style they play because they're not going to come after you. Well, the Jags, I think, are going to come after you a little bit, and they've shown with four guys and those two edge guys right now that they've had the ability to do so, and then you couple that with the offensive line. So, Casey, I think that's a really good point. Let me give you guys one more uh, update. Uh, update. Yeah, hold on a second. Jonathan Jones, uh, Chargers QB. Jonathan Jones from CBS Sports uh, covers the NFL well. Chargers QB Justin Herbert still dealing with discomfort from his rib cartilage injury. Everyone's weighing risk slash reward of playing him this Sunday versus Jaguars. Chargers are currently practicing. And this is something that we talked about all week. And, I, of course, the Jags are playing him. I actually wouldn't mind seeing Herbert play because I think he's a fantastic talent, and I like to see that. I, I like Herbert versus Trevor. I want to see where the Jags are from a measuring stick standpoint. Like, there are some things in there. But, now listen, Jags... Well, Jags have won around here. We haven't talked about wins around here much. So if this helps them win the game and put them in good position so we can all have fun around here in Jacksonville, well, fine. That's it. (laughs) But I'm saying this more from a a neutral perspective. Like, if we were talking about the Chargers on a daily basis and they weren't playing the Jags, I said this earlier in the week. I think it's really risky for the Chargers to play him if he's in any kind of discomfort that could cause him to miss more time. Yeah. He was in so much pain last week in that game that I don't know how you could feel so great about it so quickly. And I guess it's one of those injuries. Talk to a lot of people that have had that now. Maurice Jones-Drew joined us Monday. He's had it. Others have had it. And 
they say, listen, you can feel fine for a second, and then you make a move, and then it's, like, just the worst pain ever. So, I mean, the discomfort he's going to have most likely if he plays is probably there. And then do you run the risk of further injury? Because if I'm Staley in the Chargers, I've got a tough AFC West. And I need to be ready the whole season with this guy. I can't go play him against the Jags or any other team in week three and run the risk of losing him for four or five weeks because then you might lose your season. You might lose your opportunity. So, again, uh, sure, would it be nice for the Jags to have it a little bit easier than playing Herbert and everybody else? Yeah, that's probably not a bad thing from a Jags perspective. But I think if you look at this from a Chargers perspective, that they really have to, that risk-reward part that Jonathan Jones said, I think that's a significant thing here because the AFC West is tough, it's a long season, and you need this guy. Like, you are not making hay in that division or anywhere without Justin Herbert. I mean, he is pivotal to that. He's played excellent football the last two years, and you still couldn't make the playoffs. Yeah. So you need him. And, and by the way, you're going to put him behind an offensive line, guys, that's probably beat up and is not great. So there's a lot that goes into this, I think, for Staley and the Chargers. And by the way, not just the AFC West, but they play the NFC West as well. So figuring that the 49ers maybe get it together or the Cardinals get it together and the Rams get it together, those aren't easy games either. This is a front-to-back pretty tough schedule they've got. And uh, by the way, Brent, you must have saw the YouTube video I saw on this. There's a really good YouTube video out there right now about weighing the risks of if they should play Justin Herbert versus, you know, Resting him, even Where if he's could they find that YouTube video, I uh, Rumor has it, it's you just got to search uh, ESPN 690 Action Sports Jacks. There's a there's a cute little thumbnail of a uh, fellow that looks kind of like me, fellow <laughs> that looks kind of like Brian Middleton, and then a fellow that really looks like Justin Herbert, but in cartoon form. So, uh, so what you're saying is Brandon Staley listens to overtime. Yeah, what I'm saying is Brandon Staley found the video, which, by the way, I trashed him in, so I'm sure he's upset about that. But, uh, yeah, you can find that video as well, just uh, ESPN 690 on YouTube. It's a good one. Hey, let me go one more thought here. We're going to continue to talk about this throughout the show. We'll bring it back because it's huge news. Come, again, if you're just jumping in, Herbert not doing uh, individual drills, not throwing right now while uh, the media is out there. It doesn't mean he won't throw, but he's not. Chase Daniel getting all the reps. Keenan Allen not out there doing individual drills. Center Corey Lindsley uh, not out there at all. J.C. Jackson uh, not doing individual drills. So there's some injury problems for the Chargers, but the headline story is Herbert. One thing I thought about a lot today, if Herbert does play, okay, here's one thing you can definitely expect. They're going to lean on the run game. He will not be able to run at all because you saw it last week, Casey and Aaron. He didn't want to run on that one play where he could have easily got it, and he's not going to damage, you know, put himself in jeopardy of doing that. So you eliminate the legs, really, of Herbert, I think, in this situation, and you're probably going to get a whole lot of quick game. Uh, from the Chargers. Now, probably do it anyway because everybody does it, but they might do it even more, that they're going to just get the ball out of his hand so he doesn't get hit. So there's a way to game plan around it, but it also limits some of their strengths, going downfield, sitting back there in the pocket, running around, Herbert scanning everything, and Herbert running for some yardage too because he's more than capable of doing that. So even if Herbert plays, this will be a, a somewhat conservative, I would think, game plan for the Chargers on offense. One more question before we go to break. One more. I like it. I was going to ask this yesterday again. I didn't get to it. But after this weekend, if the Jaguars beat the Chargers, will Vegas finally name them favorites to win the AFC South? Uh, I think you would have to come off that game and let's see where the Colts. Colts are playing the Chiefs. That would be a big upset, right? Yep. The Titans, if they beat the Raiders, that would be a pretty good win. I mean, a lot of respect right now for the Raiders. Point. Yeah. So I think you have to, first of all, see that. 
but I would guess yes to yeah. answer your question. How insane uh, is again, that? If the Colts, hey, if the Colts beat the Chiefs, I mean, people are going to give them a, a lot of respect, right? And also, what's happening to the Chiefs? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but it's it, listen, we've seen this before. It, I wouldn't be stunned if one of those teams, uh, if the Titans or Colts won. I mean, they're they're well, they kind of have to. Their seasons are on the line in Week Three. It feels like now, Colts. Remember, they got the tie, so that's a difference maker. They really only have one loss. Mm. You know what I mean? But it was a tie against the team that like should have been a winnable game. You're, you know, at some point you run out of winnable games, yeah. especially for bad teams. But to your point, yeah, they probably would, and then it would. I mean, I think it changes how everybody should look at the Jag season if they win one of these two games. If they're two and two after th- after four games, the first month of the season. I think it probably changes the way a lot of people, especially the way they got it, losing to Washington, beat Indy, and then steal one of these two games against good, good teams. You know, know that. That bandwagon's getting heavy, Brent. You're going to have to hitch it to that Nimnik truck you're sitting on top of. <laughs> That's right. Friday's Trinity Christian, our game of the week, hosting Columbia tonight, 7.30 kickoff, all our blitz coverage, and our Friday coverage here on Brent and Friends on ESPN 690, presented by Nimnik Buick GMC. We'll be right back on ESPN 690. I think there are teams somewhere in between there. I don't believe there are defense that is that bad that you're going to give up 35 points in three quarters weekly or that you're the, or is that something that's going to become the norm. I also don't necessarily know that they're the four touchdowns in the fourth quarter type of team with the two long bombs against broken coverage uh, to Tyreek Hill. And so when you look at this team, this is a true litmus test of who you are. You're playing against the Buffalo Bills who will be banged up at the corner position, who won't be at full strength. This is a, t- a chance... That if you're a Tua Tungavaloa, to say you've arrived. Brent and Friends returns, ESPN 690. I'm Aaron Schachter with Brent Martineau, who's live out at Trinity Christian Academy. Hanging out with the high school games tonight. Casey Kurtz, the Red Menace, behind the glass, hitting the buttons, doing his thing with a scowl on his face from True. 3 to 7 every True. day. <laughs> He seems happy, actually. Yeah, he's having a good day. I got him some food. I think he's happy when I get him some food. True. Yeah, like a, you're, you're, did you have like a meeting or something, Casey? I saw you for a brief minute. It looked like you had done your hair today and everything. Is that what his hair looks like when it's done? No, I just freshly was out of the shower, Brent, and didn't have any T-shirts left, so I threw a polo on with gym shorts. Wow. I was like, man, what is up today? I mean, maybe he's got an interview somewhere, Aaron. <laughs> that's fancy dress, polo shirt, and gym shorts, man. It well, doesn't get uh, fancier for that for the thing, Casey. That's pretty, pierced, that's pretty fancy. I mean, the first month we did the show, he had a headband on every day with his hair just going wild. A lot yeah. of compliments on that headband. Yeah, that was a good time. That was prime Casey. Casey, who was the sound? What sound? That we just played. Who was the, uh, who was oh, the commentator? Oh, uh, Ryan Clark. Oh, that was... So yesterday when Sorry. I guess Ryan Clark is a no-go, but <laughs> I today... I forgot we were doing, like, the show. Today yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, who's that? Oh, it's Ryan Clark. Hey, but yeah, Ryan Clark is actually talking about what I want to talk about, guys. It's interesting okay. how that happens, Casey. Good job. Amen. Very busy NFL Week 3, guys. Lots they don't of call big me games. the best for nothing. They don't actually ever call you the best. The, lots of big games on the schedule this weekend. And There's first and harsh. foremost, it starts with the game they were just talking about. That Bills-Dolphins game in Miami, and as Ryan Clark was alluding to, you got a few starters now on the defense who will not be playing in this game. Yeah. One of them a corner. Now, you kind of need corners against the Dolphins now. Well, yeah, I would say you do, um, but the Bills, they can overcome almost any... They, they are the team that can overcome a lot, right? Because Josh Allen can control everything, and should we expect two to be doing... I mean, he had an unbelievable quarter, 
But is this going to be the new precedent, right, for the Dolphins? I mean, I mean is Tua just going to take off? No. I mean, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just saying good football, right? Yeah. Is he going to regress at times? Is he going to still be up and down? Is is they're going to be a little bit of a roller coaster. And by the way, the guy not getting enough attention, at least like maybe for us talking about it, is Mike McDaniel's. I mean, the new coach has done a terrific job, and and maybe he's like one of these offensive whizzes that nobody was talking about. You know? Yeah. Casey, who do you think's winning that game? Uh, Buffalo. Going away. Going away. No problems. No issues. No situations. Uh, yeah, Buffalo will take care of their business. I mean, as long as Waddle and Tariq Hill can still come back about 10 yards on a two a throw, then uh, they're going to be okay, I think. There you go. But, you know, that's really the only dominant game in that in, in those early games. The rest of them are filled with some mid-tier teams. and so, Like, Lions-Vikings may be an interesting game, even though both those teams are one and one No one's really picking either team to go to the Super Bowl. But both teams look like they have a shot, an outside shot at making a wild card this year. They'll be playing each other. That's a good early game that we'll be able to see. Chiefs-Colts, we mentioned earlier, obviously the Colts 0-1-1 desperately need a win right now. Can they get it? Don't really know. Pittman is still undecided on whether he's going to play or not. Leonard's out. Uh, so Leonard, they've already ruled out uh, Shaq Leonard. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to so. play it all this year. And At I mean, some point, maybe. Back, you know, I guess they said the story out of Indy today was that uh, they just he knows his body and he just doesn't feel like he's ready to go. And that's you know, so usually the players want to go, go, go. But mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want to play against ready. the Chiefs either, especially if I played on defense. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> you got a, you got a couple of Garbo games as well. You got um, Texans Bears. That should be. Uh, Pretty futile game right there. And then Saints-Panthers. I know the Saints had a, a little bit of hype coming into the season, but, you know, Jameis Winston with four fractures in his back, he might have one of these situations like Justin Herbert over the next few weeks where you just don't know game to game what kind of shape Jameis is going to be in. Panthers in need of a win as well. Baker Mayfield looking for his first with the Panthers. But at least the Saints can play Andy Dalton versus Chase Daniel that the Chargers would have to play. <laughs> Do you think Andy Dalton's much better at this point? I think he's better than Chase Daniel. In terms of the backup court, like if the yeah. if the Jags were going against Ch- or, uh, Andy Dalton, I'd be like they still like I don't think they would have dropped it four points in the spread. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Andy uh, Dalton's capable. Oh, he yeah. used to be. Ca- I don't know if he's still capable. It's been did a while Baker, for Andy Dalton. Remind, did Baker win the the Heisman? Yeah, he did, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely in the commercials, hundred percent. Yeah, so yeah, so you got Jameis. Uh, you got a Heisman matchup here, like kind of. As you would say, it's a low-key. <laughs> it's, it's definitely no low-key, but I, I think Andy Dalton's playing in the game. Like, I think that's real life. So it's like, oh, you, a, yes. It's going to happen. Yeah, Jameis has pain all over. Yeah. I don't know if you oh, okay, know. okay. So he is playing. All right. I thought you said he could play, but he is playing. It's a Justin Herbert situation with Jameis. It's the yeah. exact same thing. But yeah. I, I don't think he plays. Yeah. Yeah, four fractures in the back does not sound like something you want to mess with. That doesn't right? sound good. There's pain and, all and, over. And, hey, hey, listen, guys. For Jameis, this is like a... Um, it's a big season, you know? Oh, yeah. He's off to somewhat of a slow start. I mean, he's, he's just okay early on anyway through two games, and now you have this, and this derails it for a bit. It's just a massive season because people will give up on him soon, you know? He had a chance here, and I'm not saying it's, it's done, but I think he has so much to prove this season to maybe parlay that into a starting job for years to come in the NFL. He's going to get shoved to the back burner sooner than later. If, yeah. he, if he's not healthy or doesn't perform well. Well, last offseason, he did sign a two-year deal, but the team can get out after this year. So yeah, it really is a red gi- rocket just waiting to play. <laughs> it's a, it's so. a giant year for uh, Jameis Winston. But forget the early games. How about some of these uh, later-in-the-day games? You got our guy Mac uh, going against the Ravens, Pat's Ravens, 1 o'clock. You got uh, my Jets 
taking on the uh, Bengals at 0-2 in desperate need of a win. Who would have thought the Jets would have a better record than the Bengals at this point? But the game I'll have my eye on, one we mentioned earlier, Raiders-Titans, both at 0-2, both fighting for their season in Week 3. Yeah, I think that game is is really wild because I don't think the Titans are very good, and there's obviously there's no evidence that they are good based off what they've shown us these first two weeks. Uh, but Vrabel knows how to win. And these are games where Vrabel and Tennessee, over the last handful of years, they've won this game right here. Like, they know how to win this game. But I think you're facing a desperate, desperate team in Vegas because be. they cannot go to 0-3. Like, here's the deal. The Titans actually can go to 0-3 and still, like, <laughs> rescue themselves yeah. in this division. Yeah. They can't go to 0-3 uh-uh. in Vegas because they're way behind it. So it's a way bigger game, in my opinion, for the, the Raiders, especially since they put all this stuff into this offseason. And how about the uh, former co- Patriot coach matchup, right, or former Patriot tie matchup and with Daniel and Rabel. Daniels. Yeah, that's, that's going to be an interesting game to watch. Eagles Commanders doesn't sound uh, like uh, sexy up front, but big rivals and the game is in Washington. you got to give them a fighting chance on that one. Then you got Jack's Chargers. Then another game that I'm pretty interested in. Guys I picked to go pretty far this year at 1-1, one one, the Cardinals versus last year's Super Bowl, uh, I guess they were champions, challengers, the Rams. But both teams 1-1, one one, both teams in the NFC West, so you know they're going to play the, that game tight. I'm actually I, sneaky feeling like the Cardinals found something in that later part of that game, and they certainly did in that game, but that might carry over. You think it sparked them a little bit? Yeah, and I'm just not sure about the Rams, guys. Like, the Rams got off to a great start. Atlanta's terrible, and then almost blew it, you know? Um, so, I don't know. I'm not sold on the Rams right now, as there's still a little bit of a hangover, and I, I just would not be surprised to see the Cardinals win this game. Yeah, on the Rams, it seems like the defense is what's really dragging the team down right now, right? I mean, they uh, lost Von Miller. Well, they gave up so many points to the Falcons, especially late in the game. They should have had it locked up. Yeah, but something that was on a punt block. Uh, Casey, I think the problem right now, like Stafford can be really good, but they don't know how to use their other guys right now. And Stafford's throwing picks. Like, he led the league with Trevor last year in interceptions. I don't think people know that or bring that up because of what they did and they won the Super Bowl. But he, he and Trevor led the league in interceptions. And he's throwing picks once again to start the year. Well, he's a gunslinger from back in the day. Yeah, I think they got a lot of problems, though. Like, I think the defense is sus, and he is throwing interceptions. So, yeah, if you're not scoring at will when you're throwing interceptions, it's a problem. Now, granted, the Falcons, you probably should take care of your business, but when you play Buffalo, it's, you know, everyone has a tough time. So, they need to beat Arizona for my money. I think that they probably will because oh. I don't believe in Arizona. It's but in Arizona, by the way. That's fine. Really? Yeah. Oh, it is in Arizona? You want to put it on the board? That the Rams will beat the Cardinals? I'm taking up? the Cardinals, straight up. Sure, I will put it, put on, it the on the board. <laughs> so you get excited about putting it on the board where well, the, you just picked the Super Bowl champs to win. I know. <laughs> they just won the Super Bowl. Like I, you know. They are not them. Not anymore. I'm not that I believe. Kyler Murray's definitely not him, though. He didn't study, bro. He doesn't know the defense. How do you know, know what gonna... he's studying? My man looked like he studied last week. No, he did not in the first Late half. Night cramps. No, it looked like the coaches studied at halftime and said, hey, Kyler, bro, why don't you do this instead? He's <laughs> like, cool, coach, because I didn't see it. The they studied in halftime. between the third and the fourth quarter. That's yeah. when they studied. He threw one amazing throw that, by the way, A.J. Green dropped, and they didn't overturn. Then you got a, a later game on Fox as well. well I don't know if it's going to be here locally because uh, we have the Jaguars. Uh, no, uh, yeah, we have the Jaguars uh, on CBS, right, at 4.05. Over yes. on Fox and other markets, you're going to have uh, MVP favorite 
Geno Smith for the Seahawks taking on the Falcons. That game's not exciting anybody. Packers-Bucks looks good on paper. You think the Packers at 1-1 one one may uh, have a shot to win this game, especially Tom Brady has an injured finger. He says he's okay and he's going to play, but if they're talking about a Brady injury, obviously it means something. Yeah, by the way, uh, I'm gonna get, we're going to get a lot of phone calls and emails on Sunday afternoon at the station. Uh, i got to double-check on this, but I don't think we're showing that Packers-Bucks game because you don't show, most weeks, you don't show a game against the Jags game in the local market. Mm. Is that a rule or an action news rule? I think that's a rule. Uh, Listen, that's what I always say. Four o'clock game, right? Yes. So, yeah, so I think we're going to have the phone ringing off the hook, most likely. (laughs) Um, And so I'm just warning you now. Though I'll double-check on it. There are some exceptions. Uh, like the opening weekend was an exception where you had doubleheader on both at 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock. Yeah. So, but uh, most of the time, like, you'll end up running like a movie or some other program because, you know, it, they protect the local market. And it's an NFL thing, Casey. Like, every market would do it. Yep. And so, um, but I think the Jags are the only CBS game. So other markets won't have to do it other than Jacksonville. Yeah, it's you know Bengals, I mean? Jets on CBS up north and then uh, Jags down here. Uh, no, that's I'm sorry, one o'clock game. Yeah, so I think they're the only. Four it is. It's the CBS only four game. o'clock CBS game. So no, yes, I keep saying no. It's yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. So anyway, we'll see. I'll let you know about that. I'll try to find that answer. But uh, don't be surprised if you got to go to a bar or somewhere else if you really want to watch Packers Bucks because they'll protect the home team there. Hopefully, the Jags are putting on such a good show that you want to watch the Jags anyway. Yeah. And, and by the way, just keep in mind you're going to want to call uh, Action News Jacks <laughs> and not ESPN <laughs> 690. Uh, and I don't work there anymore. So feel free to call as much as you want. And listen, don't let Brent fool you. He won't be there to take your call either. Yeah, He'll be no. in L.A. So no, he's not really concerned about it. And listen. I'll be getting the emails. And by the way, on Monday in our show, on a- Monday afternoon, I'm sure we'll have a voicemail to play on the air for you. <laughs> yeah, we will. We'll have to just, you when, know. when you call, tell them Casey Kurtz sent you. There you go. Do that. <laughs> They'll love that. They still love me downstairs. Uh, hey, by the way, talking about people not doing their homework before a football game, they just showed Baker Mayfield at the President's Cup. So, oh, no. <laughs> really? Lord Baker. Yeah, uh, He's having a rough year. So he he definitely looked like they, he did not want to be interviewed, like he was just yeah. trying to blend in. Yeah. But, um, no, they stuck the mic right in his face. Couldn't hear it, but I can tell you look looked less than thrilled. But That's it wasn't right. him. If I worked there, I'd need PTO days it. as well. Two more games on the slate real quick. You got San Francisco <laughs> and Denver, which, you know, sounded before the season like it would have been a really good game. And then both these teams kind of playing slow to start the year. You got Jimmy G in his first game. Russell Wilson still trying to get his feet under him. Game is in Denver. And then the Monday night game, which again in the preseason looked like it would have been a route. Cowboys-Giants. Giants at home, 2-0. and Cowboys 1-1. and Guys, Mike McCarthy, breaking news, announced in his press conference today, there is no quarterback controversy. When Dak comes back, he is the starter. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll break, no surprise. But they can win with Cooper Rush. They proved it last week. That was an impressive win by the Cowboys. And uh, yet it still feels like every game's important. I mean, can you imagine if the Giants go to 3-0? and wow. It would be the most insane record of the season so far. In yeah, my it would opinion. Be. yeah, it would be. That was a team uh, I definitely thought would be a bottom five team in the league this year. No doubt. All right, get us out of here. Yeah, let's go to break, Casey. Hit that bed. When we come back, more talking to do. Lots of stuff coming up. We got the Mount Rushmore of outfielders in baseball. Who would you be putting up there? Big debate on the way. College and pro picks as well. And then, of course, all the high school football content you can shake a stick at. It's Friday. Brent and friends will be back after this. All his actions, Mike Tomlin's actions, lead to Mr. Bisky getting a long run. I mean, he took every rep with the first team dating back to April. 
he's named a team captain. Like, I, I don't know how else he can spell it out for people, but he's going to give this guy a longer leash than just any bridge guy. That is Jeremy Fowler from ESPN talking about Pittsburgh, and uh, we've got a, a Pickett and Trubisky debate. How about a Odell Beckham Jr. and Pickens catch debate? debate. Yeah. The problem is i got about a minute and a half, and I don't want to debate it right now. Brent, you got so, much less than that, buddy. All right, so not even. So what I do want to – we didn't say this. I tweeted it during the last segment. But Shaq Griffin did hit the injury report oh, no. for the Jags. So the Jags finally have the somebody. The streak is dead. Yeah, on the injury report. They might have just Two purposely put him there just to break, you know, just to not get unlucky. Just to make the Chargers <laughs> feel like they're included. Yeah. 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 Look, us too. Us too. We got one guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know – Either way, Mike Williams is going to be a handful, right? Yes. And and so it'll be interesting to watch this hip injury from Shaq Griffin gets put on the report. Must have happened in practice today. And so we'll see how he if he'll play. They do have Darius Williams, who has experience on the outside. So um, the injury report continues to be maybe the big storyline going into this game, Chargers and the Jaguars. All right, coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, we will talk about that Pittsburgh situation. I can't believe everybody's clamoring for Pickett already. Yeah, I, I know. I'm Idiots. Gonna on, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be on Casey's side on Thank this. I can't you, believe. Thank you, I don't understand what's going on. But, yeah, he's uh, not intelligent. We're, we're live at our game of the week. Trinity Christian hosts Columbia tonight at 7.30. All our Blitz scoreboard coverage starts at 9. Our Friday night Blitz at 10.30. And our Friday is presented by Nindic View at GMC. And we'll be back in the 4 o'clock hour with much, much more. Brent and Friends on ESPN 690. Just, 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 just,